Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick. We are fired up this morning. There is a lot to discuss. We know about the earnings. We know that the airlines got their deal. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Tesla. And we'll just talk overall market. And our guest at 8.35 is Eric Kroll. He's with Kroll Asset Management, also the author of the life or the co-author of the life cycle trade. And he will talk about what uh, these past few weeks have done for the IPO market and for the recent spate of IPOs for the past couple of years. So that'll be at 8.35. I will throw it to Joel. Joel, give us a quick update here on the overnight sessions. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, S&Ps are down 52 handles at 27.91. Uh, we took a look at yesterday's high, which was 46 even, turned back at 45 and a half. A uh, little bit of a decline. Your pre-market low is 278250 Uh We're looking at a potential target here down at uh, yesterday's Globex low, the real low at 2752 and a half. Uh, crude in the red here, whether you're looking at the June or the May, I'll go with the June, it's down 82 cents at 26.58. Gold having to retreat as well, down $16.60 at $17.52.30. Silver been reacting a little bit more on the upside and the downside. Silver down $0.41 cents at $15.72. Bitcoin slipping a little bit again, now under $7,000. The futures are down $200 at $6,750. So a lot of great news to cover. Uh, where would you like to start? This is just... It's, it's it's becoming more and more clear to me now that whatever I think the market should do, it, it's it's the opposite. Because you would think that the market would be up today based on the airline yeah. news alone, yeah. right, Dennis? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, like that, that's what I would assume. I, I would I would have automatically assumed that the market would be up too. I mean, this was this the the sweetheart of sweetheart deals for all these airlines, and we've got to start there because it literally we talk about free money for everyone while. This is to the point of it almost is literally free money. I cannot believe the terms that these airlines are getting. This has got to be the most accommodating Fed in the history of Feds. Uh, I'm disgusted by it, to be honest, just that they're being this nice. Um, you know, obviously it wasn't the airline's fault. But at the same time, you cannot just, you know, give away the money. And they're literally giving away the money. Spencer Israel, give us the terms on this airline deals. They're taking the payrolls, getting them through September, it looks like. What the hell? 
All right, $25 billion in direct aid to the major airlines. I'll break it down, if I can, by company. So Delta is receiving $5.4 billion in aid total. Uh, $1.6 billion of that 5.4 will have to be repaid in a, in a low-interest 10-year loan. So 1.6 out of the 5.4 has to be repaid. The rest does not. Uh, JetBlue. <laughs> what do you mean does not need to be repaid? Like, what does that mean? Who loans oh, oh, money also, to somebody? Wait, also, I should mention that the government's going to uh, get warrants to buy uh, about 1% of, of the share. 1%? Yeah, at 24%. Why not 10%? Why not 20%? I mean, when, when the Fed, when, Ber, when it was Bernanke, we're looking back in the financial crisis, at least, you know, they, they got some serious stock. There was some serious dilution. I mean, okay, yeah, you know, it's not going to be huge because it's not a huge amount of money. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's getting the payroll through until September. Yeah. But who the hell loans money to somebody and doesn't expect repayment? <laughs> the U.S. taxpayer, apparently. I, I don't know I what to do. I pay U.S. taxes. Me. And, you know, people think I don't pay U.S. taxes. I do because I work for U.S. Com- or I, I, I'm a prop trader for U.S. company. So I pay U.S. taxes. And this is where my U.S. tax dollars are going. Yeah. Uh, okay. JetBlue is receiving $936 million. Uh, 685 of that uh, is a grant. $251 million has to be uh, repaid. That's a loan. American Airlines is receiving $5.8 billion. Only $1.7 of that has to be uh, repaid in a low-interest loan. They said they're also going to apply separately for a, 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 another loan from the Treasury. Uh, and Southwest expects to receive $3.2 billion, and $1 billion of that uh, has to be uh, – I'm sorry. Spencer, uh, you're point- making this up, right? No, I'm not. Uh, no, one billion. Of, sure. One billion of that is an unsecured, ten-year uh, loan at low interest rates. Uh, it also includes uh, two point six million warrants. So there's going to be some some dilution there. Uh, so, I mean, I don't even know like what to. I don't even know how to react to that. Like, as we're all taxpayers here, I mean, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to react. I, I'm. I I I don't. Even, I cannot believe it. I'm at a loss for words. When I was reading this last night, I was like, well. You might as well go and buy Boeing right now because, you know, they're going to get a sweetheart deal here too. I'm actually shocked. Yeah. I'm, the market's holding it down, but I almost think I'm going and putting Boeing in my portfolio right now because if they're going to give away money like this, they're going to give away money like this. It means Boeing's going to get a sweetheart deal too, I, I would think. I cannot believe that they are literally giving away a, a, a huge amount of the money. It, it is an absolute joke. It doesn't make I mean, any sense. If you're the U.S. taxpayer, and we all are, you know, and I, I know I live in Canada, but like I said, I pay U.S. taxes because I'm a prop trader for a U.S. company. So I pay U.S. taxes. This is where your money's going. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they're just giving the money away. Like, you got to pay it back. I mean, a loan is a loan. You should not just be, you know, not having to pay it back, first of all. And then they'll say, oh, well, we're getting warrants. For one percent of the st- well, of the stock, that's just that that was, that was just Delta. So and just uh, Delta. Yeah. It, um. I, I so yeah, it, it. It, it's basically it comes out to the, this is just eyeballing. Free money it, for every company out there. It's two thirds grant, one third uh, low interest loan is what it is like the average. The bottom just, line here is is that this Fed is more concerned with the stock markets, keeping the stock market up than it is about 
Main Street. It's more concerned about the stock market than anything else. We're going to not just bail out the airlines and keep them going because, like I said, if you let them fail, they would have restructured. These airlines would not have went away. It would have been the shareholders that got burned. But, you know, I, I think they should have let them fail and then let them restructure. I know it's not anybody's fault, but think about all the small businesses that are going to fail because of the situation that we're in. All of these small businesses are going to fail. That's why Amazon's ripping. Don't kid yourself. Amazon ripping higher because their competition from small business is going to be a lot less when we come out of this. Small business is, you're going to lose a lot of small businesses because, you know, yes, they're doing some, you know, trying to help them out to a certain extent, but it is likely not going to be enough for a lot of small businesses. And then you literally just give the money away. I guess when you're 23 or 24 trillion in debt, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. It's just all fake money anyways. Nothing means anything. The hole's so deep, you're never getting out of it. So you might as well just keep digging it deeper and just, oh, free money for everyone. No, you don't have to pay us back, Delta. Don't worry about it. You're good. Come on. And, and Dave, look, Dave in the YouTube chat just said it. You might as well just close your eyes, buy the stocks, and get your yeah. money back. I mean, you might as well. Are, like, I don't know. I feel like going and buying all the airline stocks right now because you know what? The situation they're in is very, it's not good. And they're going to need – this isn't don't, – don't kid yourself. This is not done. They're going to get to September, and there's not going to be enough people flying. They're still going to be burning money. They're going to need more money. So this is not done. I do not believe this is going to be the last of the loans to the airlines. I think they're going to need more money. But whatever, if they're just giving it away, I guess they just give it away in September again too. So how do you not own them? I, I'm absolutely unbelievable by those terms. I've been talking about not owning the airlines because I figured – you know, that there's going to be some serious dilution if there's an involvement. 1% dilution is not serious dilution. The most accommodating Fed in the history of Feds, it loves the stock market. It will keep the stock market up at all costs, even at the taxpayer's expense. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and Denison, we were talking before we came on here about, about the spin, the after-hour spin from the oh. airline execs. Well, well and this was the former... Former Legendary. CEO, so it wasn't he's not a current exec. Okay. So the fair. former CEO, do you have it in front of you, Spencer? Uh, no, I don't. The former but... CEO of Spirit Airlines comes on CNBC and says, this is good for the U.S. taxpayer because all these airline employees aren't going to be filing for unemployment insurance. I was like, what a spin. What a spin. Oh, yes. Okay, so this free money that we're giving to all the airlines is good for the U.S. taxpayer. Give me a break. Absolutely disgusted with the terms of this deal. <laughs> this Fed does not know what the hell they're doing. Man, our people chat, who I are think, running the Fed literally don't know what they're doing. I'm, I'm sorry I'm that saying. I'm laughing. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm laughing, but I don't know how else to react. It is so unconscionable that I, I don't even know like what else to do. Our chat is more fired up than we are. Uh, I. I I don't even know smart. how to, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to say it's, either. I, I feel like going to buy it. How do you get a better deal? How is Delta only up? How is Delta only up four percent on this deal? I'm going I mean, all but in. I'm not saying I don't there there is still in a real hurting situation. So I don't know what you know that means. You know, September comes around, we're getting new election time. It depends how long we're in the lockdown for. If you know Trump, you know, is, gets back in which, you know, likelihood he probably will because a lot of Trump supporters. But Biden's up there now, too. Who knows? You know, you get to January, you get a new administration, 
potentially new fat. I mean, some Who things knows? could change. We, we're hopefully going to be out of this mess by January, but we don't know. Ontario is saying it's 18 to 24 months. They said 2022 we could be in, you know, some social distancing for. That's what Ontario is saying. So obviously and, Ontario and, doesn't and so, know, but nobody knows. And also, Dennis, think about this. The airline execs, they, weren't they complaining like a few weeks ago? <laughs> what, How do they, they need co- money already? <laughs> what were they How complaining they need about? Money three weeks after this started. Wait, wait but I, I, weren't they saying like uh, two weeks ago that, that that the deal that they want a fair deal? What were they complaining about then? This is what they got. They this got is an unbelievable deal. Unbelievable like, deal. How, how how what was the deal? What was the first deal they were offered? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. This is just it doesn't make any sense. I don't I, I don't know how how is this sustainable in any way, shape, or form. Um, you're, the only solution is to come in here and you're right, buy the airlines and buy Boeing and just well, assume that the Fed has all of every company's. We're not going to let anything fail. No. Not under this Fed Fed's watch, nothing's going to fail. Why don't we just start bailing out all the little restaurants? We'll bail out all the little reeds. We'll bail everything out. I mean, what's this fake money, anyways? Right? Just fake money. What's the hey, matter? Uh, Never paying I, that debt back. Interest rates are basically zero. Can we move to Canada with you, Dennis? Well, Canada's probably. I I don't think Canada's in that much better shape. We have a serious deficit <laughs> right. too. You All know, right. we're in better, a little bit better shape. I think per person, our our, our debt is a, is is less, but it's still not good in Canada either. And we have an oil crisis in Canada. All so right. don't kid yourself. We so, could so move. I, this I is an actual ask. segue into the oil stocks, Joel, because oil is approaching the lows. Where are we on oil? Uh. <clears throat> The uh, the June contract's down eighty four cents at twenty six fifty six. What is the low of the move? The May is at nineteen. Yeah. Well, the the low. Right, so we're way off the lows, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, the May low was uh, nineteen and a quarter. I don't have the the June low for you there, but I'll let you know when we take it out um, later in the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joel, yeah. you look disgusted in the background. No. Talk to talk to me, Joel. I can just see the disgustedness in you. No, I mean, no. It, it's unbelievable how. Let's do technical analysis on the airlines. Okay, okay. so here, yeah, so let's go right. back to the airlines. Right. Yeah, let's do let's do technical analysis. Okay, let's go to Delta. Okay, DAL. Delta is up a buck thirteen, um, and it's worth zero. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fundamentally worth nothing because they're burning fifty million dollars a day. But we'll just keep you no. know the tax, U.S. taxpayer will keep footing that bill until no. they're not burning fifty million dollars a day. No, they're not. Um, we we hit a pre market high over twenty seven bucks and we're leaking right now. So we you know the initial optimism. Well, what time was uh it was announced last night? Correct. So you yeah. got the pop last Five night. O'clock. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, after we the popped close. big time on all the just airlines. after the close. I I saw it at like four o'clock. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It was it was four four oh, like, like four twenty like four twenty four twenty. But the terms we we just saw that it came out of the headline that there's a deal, and then we didn't have terms yet. So you know they were they weren't buying they they somewhat bought the airlines, but they weren't was ripping buying them because we didn't know the terms of the deal. Then the terms started coming out. And then they started really buying the airlines last night. They're pulling back here this morning from those highs because the overall market's pulling back. But I don't know. You look at Delta here, you got a hard bottom of 20 bucks. You got the Fed completely got their back. 
uh, I don't, I almost, you know, it's a company that's burning $50 million a day. My CFA hat says, what the hell are you doing even thinking about buying something like that? But then my, you know, Fed has my back hat, says maybe I should buy Delta here at $25.50 because they're obviously not going to let it go under. They're obviously not going to, they're going to bail out the shareholders at, uh, it looks like really sweetheart terms. So I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard call because the company is burning a lot of cash and they're still in the world of hurt. Okay. Um, the low of the, Give me the technicals, uh, we hit a high just over $27. So if you want to target on the upside, 27.17, uh, we're just, we're kind of leaking here. Uh, still green on the session here. I would just look at, uh, if you're looking for, Potential support, I would look at the, the low from yesterday. We have not hit that yet at 23.83. That's a potential target. And then uh, 22.08. And as Dennis mentioned, the low of the move is at $20, like right on the kisser. So if you're looking at the whole number theory, but I'm sure we won't see that today. Uh, now they're low at 20.60. So if you're going this a swing trade, you know, um, you know, you think this is going back to 45 or $50, uh, buying it at 25 here with a stop under 20. You know, it's a very, very good uh, risk-reward ratio. Still looking across the board here, JetBlue up 7%, uh, Hawaiian uh, Airlines up 7%. The rest of them are all up around 4 to 5%. Uh, and they didn't, they didn't even all get deals yet, but you had Spirit Airlines say, we're, we're still talking, so we'll probably get a deal in the next couple of days. Um, and I guess the next question is, is what happens in a few months when they need more money? I, I, I guess That's we... where I, they're going to need more money because I'm going to tell you, even if we get out of this lockdown in May, forget it. People keep saying they're going to open in May. Whatever opens in May, we're not going back to normal. Uh, Josh Brown, we've had Josh on the show lots of times. Great segment he gave last night on CNBC. And Josh, if you're listening, I agree with you. He's just talking that, you know, we're not going to just go back to normal even when this thing reopens. Like, you know, what's going to be the new normal? People are going to be wearing masks everywhere. We're going to go to a restaurant and lift the mask to eat our food. I mean, there's a lot of issues still on the table here. So just to flat out think, that we're just going right back to the way we were come May is absurd. Come June is absurd. Maybe next year at this time, we'll be somewhat back to normal, I would hope. But who knows? Maybe we're never going to get back to the new normal. I mean, if we don't get rid of this, you know, of the COVID altogether, um, there's always going to be a concern every season. You know, this thing can mutate, even get a vaccine. You know how hard it is to make a vaccine for the normal influenza? So this thing can mutate too. There's a lot of unknowns here still. Um, but with that being said, when the Fed has your back this much, it's hard not to own stocks. I'm definitely not shorting stocks. How do you short stocks here when the Fed is just going, the market's going to go down, the Fed is going to defend it. I mean, think about how many bullets they've already fired. And think about the, you know, these loans, the terms. And yes, you know, it wasn't the airline's fault. Buzz T's talking in the chat. Definitely wasn't the airline's fault and you're shutting them down. So to a certain extent, you know, this is obviously not their fault. But with that being said, if you're going to loan them money, you should still have to pay the pay it back. There's a lot of execs making a hell of a lot of money still at these airlines, and and there should be at least, at least at least some at least some dilution. Back. At least some dilution. Some dilution some. for sure. One percent is no dilution. Yeah. So yes, but you know, the, the, you know, they didn't save a lot of money for a rainy day either. When you need money, right. three weeks after this started, 
three weeks they were asking for money three weeks after you know there's the, the people have basically stopped flying you couldn't make it three weeks that's telling me you didn't you know save anything for a rainy day and there should be some punishment in there so i don't buy the fact that you know that they were just innocent on all this and they're a victim of the circumstances yes they're a victim of the circumstances but they didn't save any money for a rainy day yeah and there should have been something saved they were buying back stock just you know we're just going to continue out this cash flow we don't need to save money for a rainy day hey it rained and you know what you can't make it three weeks on your own it's ridiculous so yeah i mean the, the buybacks look really bad in in hindsight obviously we had no way of knowing at the time uh and and buybacks are, are, are rewarded uh by investors and when used correctly are a really great tool but they look really bad in, in hindsight now. Here's uh, Angie, I, and, baby. This is a good point. You know, it should sell out the so the shares he bought back. Angie, baby, making this point in, in the pre-market up and Zynga chat. The, yeah. the shares they bought back shouldn't those shares go to the government? Maybe you know, like shouldn't we figure out how many shares he bought back? Because you know, maybe you could look at it that way. And if you bought back three, four percent of your float, maybe that's the dilution that should happen here. Because this is a, a good idea. It is a good idea, Angie, baby. That's a good idea. So, you know, the, here we are, you know, we don't know anything about anything. Like, I mean, you know, we're not the Fed. We're, we're not on these terms. We can come up with some ideas pretty quickly, too. Good chat. We have a great chat coming up with ideas. So, and jet fuel. Yeah. Spinner's making a good point. Jet fuel's going to be cheaper. I mean, the jet fuel, their costs are going to go way down. Are they going to come out of this? And they're going to be stronger potentially a year from now because jet fuel's way down. You know, oil prices are down. They're getting a natural, you know, they're getting more money right there. So I don't buy the fact that, you know, we, they shouldn't pay back the loan. So if you're going to loan them money, it's one thing, loan them the money, but it should all be paid back. And 1% dilution is a joke. And, and yeah, and yes, to be fair, they're, they're using this money to save jobs. This money will save jobs, uh, but they're saving jobs back, at though. the... They're saving jobs at the expense of like the rest of us. So I don't know. I really don't know what to say. I here. just I think feel we'll... so sorry for the small, you know, and I'm, I'm, I work on Wall Street. I feel so sorry for Main Street here right now. I really do. You know, the person who's living paycheck to paycheck, blue collar worker, trying to feed his family and kids, he's going to get a check for 1200 bucks and he's going to go way more in debt on an individual basis, you know, from, the, from all these, you know, money that's being just thrown around here. Um, you know, where is the $1,200 going to, you know, really get them? You know, it's going to buy them. Is it going to even buy them a month? Is that going to be enough? You know, $1,200. How long can you live on $1,200 when you got rent and you got food, mouse? A couple few, weeks. A few weeks? Yeah. What happens? Like, I mean, I would rather see everybody, if you're going to print money, I'd rather see everybody in the whole U.S. just get that money as opposed to handing it out over here and over here and bailing out speculators that are in the stocks. Because I don't think, you know, I think there's a better place for that. So, you know, the, I, I just, I'm just so disappointed in how this deal was negotiated. Yeah, it is, it is kind of crazy. All right. I think we should move on here. There's a yeah. lot of other things to talk about. Uh, let's, let's go to the, oh, I was going to go to the financials. Oh yeah. Well, we can do those too. They did report earnings. <laughs> well, yeah. So, okay. We saw JP Morgan and Wells Fargo yesterday paint a very gloomy picture. Uh, a little bit more of the same today. Uh, Bank America out at like 6.45 or so this morning. Their EPS missed, their sales uh, beat. I don't know, again, those don't really matter. It's more about uh, just what they said about setting aside money for bad loans. 
and 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 that sort of thing. Uh, Goldman Sachs, kind of the same story. Uh, EPS missed sales beat. What did Citigroup say? They were out just before eight o'clock here. Uh, Citigroup beat and they beat, but they're painting a gloomy picture regardless. Uh, so they're all down here. It, it's funny because Citigroup's numbers actually weren't that bad. So they have no, they don't want to own the banks at all. And this, okay, everything we're seeing is been pretty good. You know, wow, you know, they're rallying on bad earnings. You know what? The banks got hit yesterday and they had tried to hold them up, but that was concerning yesterday. And that was a little bit of a tell. So I'm somewhat concerned if we start to show serious weakness in the banks and these loan loss provisions that they're all raising up is telling you they know there's some bad loans coming their way. And you look at the numbers, the Citigroup numbers weren't bad. Look at Citi, $1.05 versus $1.04. They actually beat $20.7 billion versus nineteen. billion. That's right. They beat and they beat. Did they not, Spencer? It did. And the stock is, and the stock's still trading down 3.5%. It tried to rally a little bit, but it's still trading down. So what's going on with the banks? I'll tell you what's going on. There's a lot of bad loans coming their way. And we're not completely out of the woods here on financial crisis part two. I've said it before. But the banks are not really participating in this recent rally very well. They're participating somewhat, but when you look at it you know, on a percentage basis, a lot of companies are back above their 50% retracement or back to it. Citigroup's move, $80 back in March, got down to 32. We're at 43. So I want to get $10 back of the 45-point loss. So relatively speaking, that's not good news. Wells Fargo, same story. $47 down to 25, we're at 29. The banks aren't participating very well. That's concerning because if the money and credit gets tight here, that is going to be very bad for the overall market. So the, uh, the Fed could have to come in here too. So they're, you know, the Fed just throwing money around here. I'd save some money for a rainy day too, but I guess they're just printing free money anyway. So also, it, it's, it's worth pointing out, didn't JP Morgan say that a lot of the bad loans they're preparing for or in their retail uh, banking division, i.e. credit, basically? Like, like how many people can't pay the credit card bill? Like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, City, yeah. like all, all, all these retail, these giant retail banks. How many people can pay yeah. their credit card bills at, at their banks? So, you know, Goldman Sachs is, is a bit less exposed to that than than their peers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely concerning. And, I mean, the market is, is saying that here. Joel, thoughts on what's happening here this morning in, in the big three? Uh, I will just uh, I'll give the technicals on Citigroup. And it's trading just off the lows of the pre-market session. Uh, your pre-market low stands at uh, 43.50. I'll go to the dailies here. I'll give you some daily lows. Uh, you are looking at some daily lows. Uh, the next target on the downside uh, for people that want to get long or a potential short cover, uh, your two-day low, or excuse me, your four-day low is 41.97. So I would keep an eye on that. Maybe go out at 42 the first time down for a potential bounce. Uh, that's still a few bucks away. So um, they've kind of have, uh, you know, ebbed the, the selling for right now. We'll see what happens if we take out that pre-market low. And as I mentioned, the pre-market low stands at 43.50. And it goes back to what we we're saying, I guess, when this whole thing started, is you, you just don't, you don't know how exposed the banks are to anything, to oil, there's some, we know how exposed they are. They are exposed. 
you yeah. know, maybe not, you know, oil is more of a Canadian bank thing. And that's why the Canadian banks, some of them are really taking a lick in here. But they're not, they've come back. The Canadian ones, like you can look at Bank of Nova Scotia, a lot of oil exposure there. Um, you know, it's went from $55, just looking at it here on the charts, down. And this has obviously got currency effects when you look at a U.S. chart. But down to 32, back up. It's trading 39 this morning. It's off the lows, but there's a lot of, you know, in the Canadian banks, there's a lot of oil exposure. There's bad oil loans come the Canadian banks' ways. There's, there's no doubt about it. And I think Bank of Nova Scotia one's the most exposed. A lot of uh, branches out in Alberta, which is probably ground zero for oil. Um, but the U.S. banks, there's a lot of potential sectors here that are in trouble. I mean, and we've talked about those. And, you know, traditional retail is also in trouble too. I mean, you have companies... The stock market is so irrational right now. Like you just think about where we are. I mean, you have Estee Lauder that suspended their dividend today. I mean, EL suspended their dividend. So if we say, yeah, companies suspending I, I, the next quarterly dividend. I see no trades. Says in recent weeks, many retail stores have been opening back opening in Asia, but they're, you know, obviously, you know, in a situation too. Here's a stock that really hasn't even been hit that hard. Um, you look at and at the beginning of March, and it was 190. It went down to 140. It's back at 165. But you know they're conserving cash too. It's a smart move. When you start seeing companies suspend dividends, it's 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 you know companies that you're not even on your radar as really having trouble suspending the dividends. It's concerning. There's a lot of things to still be concerned about here. We've talked about those. Again, I'm not shorting the market because this Fed will just bail it out. So. I don't know if that's going to drive us back to all-time highs either, though. So it's a very tricky market here, and that's why we're really in a battleground. You know, you look at the S&Ps. We're in you know, a battleground here. We've been coming back. We're kicking around the 50% retracement. We can't really get it. So you've got a full battle between the bulls and the bears. The bull thesis is there's you know, going to be – we're going to be reopening. They're, they're getting on top of the curve flattening. There's going to be a lot less people dying, and we're going to go back to normal here by the end of the year. The bear thesis is, is that this – virus is not just going to go away and it might just have another resurgence if we reopen or potentially you know in september come back um and it's it's going to be something that could be with us for a while and that could spook obviously the consumer from doing going back to their normal spending habits so i, I would, I would a good argue argument both ways i would argue the market is being rational they're doing yep. one they're, they're yep. being rational based on an, an, an irrational time, an irrational Fed. But I, we've been wondering, what the hell? Why are they going? Why is it going up every day? Why, why does it go up? Well, now we know why. It's all good. It makes, without it makes the Fed, sense. Yeah, without the Fed, it, make, it the makes market. sense when you think about it with the Fed. It makes sense. Without the Fed, oh, the market be. We, we just got we just got retail sales uh, month over month from March down eight point seven percent versus an, uh, down eight percent estimate. Uh, so that number coming in below expectations here, the prior reading was, uh, down 0.5% month over month. So we, not a surprise, but a bit worse than expected on the retail sales front for March. Okay. Uh, S&Ps are drifting lower here, uh, down 69 handles at 27.74. Your pre-market low is at 27.71.50. Uh, have a target for the Globex low from yesterday at uh, 27.52.50. So uh, we're about 20 candles away from that. And, you know, you, Dennis, you said maybe the market's being irrational, but, I mean, today it's it's looking at the news and, you know, what's going on. And 
the market's going, you know, it's not green. So, you know, maybe Mr. Market is. Uh, I think it's irrational because it's not up. <laughs> I mean, this is the best deals, uh, you know. That's true. Why are we down? What is the reason for being down? Like, what is the real reason? Because, you know, you can say, oh, March retail sales were leaking a little bit here. But, you know, let's be honest, you know, minus 8.7 versus my, or a minus 8. I mean, we, we've been rallying on bad economic numbers now. Is it just buyer exhaustion? Is that yeah, where I we're mean, at? You've had a great rally. Oh, um, unbelievable rally. Yeah, an unbelievable rally. You have, uh, you know, nine of your top components trading lower, right? So we're, we're the market's trading based on how the stocks are doing. And, uh, you know, come on. I mean, you got, you know, Amazon's giving a little back. Uh, Microsoft is giving a little bit back. Apple's giving some back. So you have... Uh, you have the top components of the index uh, trading red. So that's, that's, you know, that, that's why the index is red. Tesla is down over, over the last 45 minutes, down $30. But how long can that last? Tesla has been a beast here. If I can just pivot to that. Yeah. A, couple, a couple headlines on Tesla this morning. One, we're catching uh, an initiation at Goldman Sachs at a, a buy and Goldman's giving Tesla an $864 price target. The yeah. other headline is coming out of China here that now that uh, Tesla's Shanghai plant is back online, uh, China registrations are uh, have jumped here for Tesla. They saw new car uh, registrations jump 450% month over month in March, uh, 12,000 versus uh, 2,000. 12,000 in March versus 2,000 February. So uh, a lot of new cars being made and registered in China, plus the Goldman Sachs endorsement. Yeah, that's, a big, not that's, a, that's a big upgrade. Well, it's not an upgrade. It, it's an initiation. There's always initiation. a big difference between an upgrade and an initiation. I'm I can sorry. actually trade these things. Um, but was Goldman not covering it for a bit? Like yeah, because they did have I was coverage. Surprised. The analyst must have left or something. Huh? I was surprised as well. I think that either that they, I know they covered it. They did cover it. So maybe the what happens is when an analyst leaves a firm, um, then they have to suspend all coverage, and then they bring another analyst in to obviously start coverage on again. Do we know where Goldman was before? <sighs> Gosh, the um, pro usually tracks that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to see when when an analyst leaves. Well, it, it, we here. might just see their last move, though. I'm just Hold trying on. to go through. Yeah, Tesla. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking a look. So I know they did cover it. I see Goldman. Well, they had a sell on it back. Oh, they had a sell on it before. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, I think that they. Oh had... yeah, but that was all the way back in June. Yeah, but they did have a sell on it at one time. So now that analyst yeah. may be gone, and they come back as a buy. Yeah, that's a big, you know, spin here for for Goldman. That's why stocks trading up twenty six points. I mean, it would be up a lot more if the market wasn't market just wasn't in, getting yep. hit hard. Yep. Like this is up relative to the market; it's up six percent right now because the market's down two point three percent, and the beta on this thing is higher. So that's going to pull it down even more. I mean, we kissed. We were up over seven sixty this morning, and we've come off those highs simply because the market is just not, you know, performing well at all here right now. So Tesla um, can't be stopped. Joel, uh, Popo Daily here. Yeah, uh, we are leaking, though. I mean, we're off the pre-market high, and I will give you the pre-market high here at uh, 762. You're just kind of falling back here a little bit, a gap up from yesterday. So you can use the top of yesterday. Uh, uh, the top of yesterday's range is 692.43. So we're still 40 bucks away from that. Where do we go off the board at yesterday? Went off the board at 709.89. 
So you can use that. Um, still, what I would do for this one for your Tesla traders here, 741.88 was your high from yesterday. So use it. I mean, it gets, you know, it takes that out uh, during the regular session when the real liquidity comes in. Then I, you know, I'd say giddy up and this rally's for real. And then we'll take a look at the pre-market high at uh, 762 even. They actually hit that in three different 15-minute uh, brackets this morning. So you got someone out there at uh, 762. So there's your two levels on the upside. And I, I gave you a few levels on the downside. All right, Eric. Uh, I'm trying to bring Eric on right now. And I don't know. I'm we had him earlier. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, no, there's there's like a you know, there's like a bug in the Zoom where I don't actually know if he's here. So give me one minute to find Eric while I okay. do that. While I do that, do you guys want to look at uh, like like JB Hunt here from after the close yesterday? Oh yeah, how did that do, Spencer? Yeah, JBHT. We talked about that right uh, at the uh, the three forty show. Uh, they they were out at four or five yesterday. Their EPS ninety eight cents versus a dollar and, and one cent sales two point two eight versus two point two billion. So they came in pretty in line. Yeah, uh, a yeah. slight miss on the EPS and a slight beat on the sales. Yeah, we did we did talk about this one um, on the uh, on the uh, show at the close, and I was just you know I thought you know truck there's still a lot of trucks on the road uh, delivering all these goods mm -hmm. to you know grocery stores got hit, you know, on the decline with the other stocks. It got, someone got really excited in this and they took it up to a uh, one Oh six, even wowzer. That was a, that might've been a little bit of an overshoot. Uh, you're leaking here on the downside, just at kind of at the lows at the morning session. I'm not sure if we're going to give this all back, but I will look at the top of yesterday's range. Uh, 99.51. We're a buck and a half away from that as a potential su support point. Under that, you closed from yesterday. Was it uh, 97.89? But, uh, I, you know, uh, the trucks are still on the road. They're delivering goods. And, uh, you know, this is reflected here in, in the Hard quarter, to chase so. it. You got all those yeah, signs, 103, 102. We've been up over 100. We failed each time. You got the market down significantly here today. So it's a tough day morning to be reporting. They're trying to hold it up. Um I don't know. I, I'm scared to buy. I'm scared to buy this one. And, and again, I don't like buying rips. I like buying dips. So in this okay. case, I'm I'm out. Let, let's look. Uh, we, we which one we did miss was UNH. We missed and also Freya. Um, both of those right. reporting earnings. UNH reported and it is trading up four dollars here in the pre-market. It is almost back to the highs, like getting back the entire move. Basically, V bottomed. You know, and it's kind of weird looking V, but pretty much V bottom. Um, 187 was a low. We're up almost 90 points from that low. Incredible comeback for UNH. UNH, the numbers this morning, EPS, a $3.72 for a $3.64 estimate. Sales, $64.4 billion for $64.3 billion. So above the estimates by a smidge on the, on the earnings and the revenue. It's an impressive move. I mean... I don't know wow. if I'm coming and buying it now. You look at all the overhead supply you're going to come into between 280 and 300. I think if you're buying it now, I think you're late to the party. I think the easy money's been made. So, not interested here either. Uh, you did hit, you did get that nice pop there on the headline number. You went to 279 
even. Dennis, you mentioned, uh, you know, that 280 to 283. I, I just got to believe there'd be some institutional sellers in that area. Um, since I think the high may be in in this one, I'm going to look at, the, you know, the leak here. Uh, you just traded 274.15. You're currently at 275 even. Uh, let's look at the top of yesterday's range. Top of yesterday's range is 273.07. So we'll look at that as a, a support point. And then also your close from yesterday, if they really decide to take thing uh, the other way, uh, 270.50 was your close from yesterday. Jump over to Freya. Give us the numbers here, Spencer, while you're trying to get Eric in the background. We still, Sorry, Ooh. Eric, I know you're listening. We just can't get you in here for some Yeah, I, I'm not seeing him in the Zoom. I wonder what happened really, there. No, it's, 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 some, it's a Zoom bug. I'm not really sure. I see him, but I don't see him, if that makes sense. Uh, can't Afria, just, uh, like, bring him in. So he's sitting there. I don't you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you think he has Afria, something to do with, with wait, me? Well, no, it doesn't. Um, because he was here, we saw him. Uh, uh, we saw him earlier. So, uh, free. I'll give you these numbers here. Uh, earnings per share two cents, uh, up from a uh, what is that? A fifteen cent loss uh, a year ago. Sales one hundred seven million versus fifty five million dollars a year ago. So we know their sales have been increasing, but it's it's really about you know how much cash they have. Uh it's a nice pop. Every time Free has rallied on uh, on a pop, it's been a selling opportunity. I don't. I see lots of overhead supply. I don't think you need to run into these things. Um, some of the pot stocks have held up fairly well. I mean, they've come back a long ways from the lows. You look at CGC Canopy Growth, and it's got a nice little, like almost like a little cup and handle, ready to rock pattern here. So that's holding up. So be careful if you're shorting pot stocks here. Some of them actually look okay. Kronos has held up. We know Aurora Cannabis is a different story. That's just in a cash crunch, and we're not sure it's going to survive. I don't think a free is in a cash crunch here, though, and the stock has held up fairly well. Uh, again, I'm not buying any stock that's up 15%. Uh, sometimes uh, the pre-market charts are all over the place, and sometimes they give you like a discernible pattern. And right now, there's some somebody's out there at 450. Um, these are the highs of your 15-minute brackets, 448, 448, 450, and 457, then 450. So uh, I would I would take a look there. You mop up that seller at uh, 450, uh, greener skies ahead, uh, no pun intended. Uh, your next daily high on the charts comes in. You pun got a little pair, intended. <laughs> you, got a, you got a pair of high, uh, actually a quad of highs. Maybe more than that. Yeah, one. But what's what's five quintuplet? You have a quintuplet, quintuplet. of hot. Is, is that right? I think it's quintuple. Or is it quintuplet? That's what oh, they say. Quintuple. That's what they say in Canada. Um, <laughs> eh? <laughs> we haven't heard that in a while. Uh, if you can clear that four fifty area, um, you do have five highs, whatever it is, at the four eighty five area. All right, I uh, got Eric to dial in here, so I'll bring him on now over the phone. Uh, okay. Eric Kroll is with Kroll Asset Management. He's the co-author of The Life Cycle Trade. Eric, uh, thanks for uh, bearing with us here. Uh, you're welcome, and good morning from snowy Chicago. Yeah, snowy. I, what's up with that? I saw, I, saw, snow in April. I, saw, I saw frost out this morning. What's up with that? Uh, who knows, but we have like a 50-car pile up on the uh, Kennedy Expressway and it's totally shut down. It's uh, just messed up the traffic here. Like, you can't believe, even though there's no traffic, it's, it's still a mess. <laughs> I, 
Okay, so what is colder right now, Chicago or the IPO market? Because the IPO market's pretty damn cold. Oh, the IPO market is, is frozen. It's, it's colder than Chicago. Um, when you look at the number of IPOs uh, oh, so see. far this year, they're down 20% from last year and uh, 40% from the prior year. And they've only had two so far in April, and the rest of the April calendar is completely empty. Um, nobody wants to go public at this point. I wouldn't want to go public at this point here either. So who are the two that recently went public? Well, if you show the next slide, you'll see that there were uh, Zentalis. They uh, work on uh, small cell uh, therapies for cancer and then also uh, Carol's Pharmaceutical. Uh, Carol's Pharmaceutical has actually done pretty well in the uh, four or five days that it's been trading. Uh, Zentalis is kind of just staying uh, hey, in the consolidation. It's just uh, still trying to find some price discovery here. But uh, Carol's Therapeutics is also doing well. They work on, I think, uh, red blood cell plasma and uh, musculoskeletal uh, type of issues. Well, I want to look ahead here a little bit. Some of the big names we were maybe hoping to see this year, Postmates, Airbnb is probably the biggest one, uh, DoorDash, uh, Safe to Assume, those are all off the table. At least for for now, especially Airbnb, they're the most interesting. Uh, they originally were looking at an evaluation of about $50 billion. Uh, they actually went out to uh, get more uh, bond sold. Uh, they, they sold high-yield debt in the uh, private equity market, and they're looking at uh, paying 11 to 12% interest on that. And the valuation that came out of that is about $18 billion. So they've been cut way down. And, you know, of course, given the way things are going with uh, everybody stay at home, who's using Airbnb, right? So it, it turned out to be a, a, you know, just a terrible time for them to try to go public. And if you look at those other three I've listed there, uh, Toast, they do restaurant software, another bad time. Uh, they've laid off over half their employees. Um, Vacasa, vacation home rentals like Airbnb, another, you know, uh, bad, you know, time to go public. And away, the people that make luggage, well, we're not traveling. So here are three companies that not only will they not go public, all of them have laid off more than half their employees. They may not make it. These are companies that were thinking of going public. Now they may be going out of business. But there are some companies filing, correct, for IPS? There are some companies filing. Um, a lot of them that are uh, filed in the last 30 days are biotechs. And... Um, I would like to say each of these are somehow involved with, you know, infectious diseases, but they're not. Uh, Alea is a, is a cancer uh, type uh, drug company. Alea Therapeuticals and NLS Pharmaceuticals um, are involved with um, uh, things like uh, Alzheimer's and other type diseases. And then Oric Pharmaceuticals is also involved with cancer. So um, they may have good products. They may be, may do well. Um, they're not, necessarily are necessarily working with COVID or anything like that. But uh, there are some IPOs in the biotech area coming out and the rest is pretty much have frozen up. And I want to go to this next chart here, which is uh, the, the, the meat of this, I think uh, looking at the best performing IPOs uh, from uh, a couple years ago or of the last couple of years, essentially. And um, yes. we know a lot of these, a lot. Yes. Dennis just summed it up. A lot of these are COVID plays, uh, Zoom, uh, you see, you see some biotech on there. You even see Peloton on there. So, talk us through these names and 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 why you think they've outperformed the way they have. 
you're you're exactly right. They, in some way or another, they are mostly related to uh, the COVID uh, crisis. Uh, Vera Biotechnology, that stock was actually up even uh, twice of this amount. Uh, they're involved with uh, fighting uh, the drugs that fight uh, viruses and infectious diseases. So of course they had a. If you look at their chart, a huge spike, and it's come down about halfway, but still doing well year to date. Zoom Video, uh, which of course uh, we tried to use this morning, but had a little bug. But everybody's using it, right? And so that that's a, a play. It's it's coming back. It formed a, it had a nice IPO advance, came down, it undercut its IPO uh, low, and then started to form a base and come back up, and it's getting near its old high, which is a, a sign of strength. And that's the way IPOs typically act: have an advance, come back, undercut, and then eventually go on for a gain. Um, Moderna. Um, their symbol, it says everything, it's a messenger RNA. They are heavily involved with trying to fight uh, COVID by using RNA uh, technology and sequencing. Uh, Schrodinger, a German company, and they are also involved with uh, helping biotech companies and using technology to help them uh, fight diseases. GSX, you're looking at a, you know education from home in China company. Um, they got hit pretty hard after the luck and coffee uh, disaster, um, they've, they've kind of settled out, but you know, who knows who trusts Chinese accounting at this point. Uh, I, I, Billy, I have to say, I have to say I'm, sur- I'm surprised to see GSX and Billy Billy so high up this list for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got hit, they would be higher up the list, but they got hit pretty hard. Billy Billy it's uh, they're like a uh, company that does um, virtual reality and home gaming in China. The home uh, gaming but, aspect of Billy yeah. Billy. That's yeah. probably a lot of the gaming stocks doing really well. Yeah, NetEase is another one. I mean, and in China, it's a bigger thing than here. Although, given we have no sports right now in the United States, maybe it'll take off here. There's a lot of people who watch in stadiums. Uh, you know, professional gamers play uh, video games. Um, it hasn't really picked up here, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, the Bongo Health—they do health monitoring. They're not necessarily a COVID play, but they actually work with cystic fibrosis and people with high blood pressure. And they have uh, monitors that connect to your cell phone and they alert you, your doctors alert you when you're having a problem. So it's very interesting technology. Chewy, hey, we're all staying home. People want food delivered. They want the dog food and there are dog treats delivered. And Cloudfair, Zscaler, we're looking at, uh, um, you know, companies that are with security, internet security. DocuSign, you know, we all know what they do. Uh, Documents through the internet. And then uh, One Life Care, that was really like a stay-at-home health care uh, slash um, like um, like a subscription health service. Um, and BioNTech, they also work with infectious diseases. And then, of course, CrowdStrike, they're also uh, internet security. And then Peloton. Which, Peloton, uh, yeah, like, let's, talk, let's talk Peloton here, Eric. Yeah, um, maybe you could even pull up the chart. Peloton uh, had an interesting debut. Um, Peloton is another one of those uh, companies that you think is going to just take off and then uh, it ran into some trouble, but now it's coming back. Um, you know, many of the IPOs will do this. Um, if you, you know, it had a nice IPO run, uh, went above 36 and then uh, came back way undercut its IPO, uh, IPO low during the, uh, just the, the, the severe bear that we had went below $20 a share. And look at it now. It's back around $32 a share. Um, so here's a company that uh, maybe they um, 
got hurt by the bear, but at the same time, people started to realize their product is exactly what people need right now. Yeah. I, I, I've been saying this is a COVID play and I was actually long the stock for a bet and uh, I have the, uh, the, I have the FIFO problem where I'm first in first out and I sold it and now it's breaking out. I, I mean, I think there's room to 35 on this thing because this is now being seen as, uh, as a COVID play and stocks perform very well. And, and as you guys were saying earlier in the show, who knows how long this will take. I heard you say something about Ontario. Maybe they're talking another 18 months. Um, yeah. We really don't know, do we? I mean, we unless we have some sort of plan to get out of this, um, this could go a while. I mean, I think the worst case scenario, and I know a lot of people have talked about this in the media, is that we reopen too soon. And all of a sudden we start to get, you know, human to human transmission again, and then the, the spread and it continues. And obviously, you know, then we kind of did all this for nothing. So I sure hope that they're not just going to open for the sake of opening. I hope that they're going to open when they think it's safe that we're not going to continue to spread. I agree. And hopefully we have educated minds all working together to find kind of an in-between state where we find ways we can open and start to get some things going, even though maybe the entire issue hasn't been solved yet. Um, you know, somehow healthcare workers get close to COVID patients and try to stay safe with a kind of protective equipment. Maybe there's an in-between state where we start monitoring temperatures and people wear masks, and maybe that stops 90% of transmissions. Who knows? Uh, Eric, have you observed anything with regards to how IPOs typically trade, or I guess recent IPOs typically trade uh, during market downturns or even prolonged economic recessions? I haven't studied that closely, but from what I've looked at charts in the past, uh, typical IPO action during uh, recessions and also downturns is they, they react even worse. They, they correct more um, because for many of these IPOs, they don't have a big trading history and people just get really nervous. So uh, they're, they're a little more volatile in general and that's so, how they get hurt harder. So if somebody wanted to come in here and like try to pick bottoms, uh, what, what sort of things would you look for? on an individual company basis to try, try to identify the, the, the companies that, that have legs? The first thing I would be looking for is have they undercut the IPO low? And if they have, have they, after they cut the IPO low, have they started to go sideways and consolidated for three to six months? And if they consolidate for three to six months and they get like a 20 to 30% uptrend um, after that low, and then go sideways again and then break out in heavy volume. That's what I'd look for. So I want to see an undercut of the IPO low. I want to see um, a, a nice consolidation, three to six months, maybe longer, and then a nice uptrend and then a breakout. So you want to see uh, yeah. them go, yep. go the IPO. It's interesting. Joel? Yeah, uh, quick question uh, for you here, Eric. Uh, the, I mean, how much is this going to weigh on the um, on the banking sector, right? I mean, a lot of the money is, you know, some or some of their income uh, comes from, you know, IPOs, promotions, distribution of the stock and stuff. I mean, we see other things ailing the banking sector right now. Uh, just the overall, imp I mean. It, a big impact, negligible impact, um, you know, of the, you know, less IPOs or, you know, less, uh, less brouhaha surrounding them. You think, is that something that would be another negative for the banking sector? Or do you think it's just kind of like a small percentage? 
Well, it of course depends on the investment banking firm and what percent of their revenue came from, you know, um, uh-huh. private, you know, from placements. Uh, so some of the biggest ones, you know, Goldman Sachs and, uh, um, you know, Morgan Stanley, they'll be hurt more than some of the others, but I think their bigger issue is going to be credit defaults. I mean, you're looking at uh, consumers defaulting, a lot of businesses are going to be defaulting. I think this will be a smaller effect. It's certainly a negative, but it would depend on how much of their revenue comes from, you know, investment banking work with IPOs. Uh, and Eric, any other recent IPOs that are sort of on your radar here, or at least like that you're paying closer attention to and and watching for a potential breakout or some that are moving on to the, the quote-unquote advanced phase? I would say the ones that are the ones I'm most interested in right now are Zoom Media, uh, Peloton, and um, uh, this uh, Avalara. Avalara is a little bit, they've been around for about a year and a half. Um, they haven't been doing well lately, but they well, do. What's, um, the, what's the ticker on that? AVLR. Um, okay. They do work in health businesses with taxes. And you can imagine the 50 different states have different rules. And some uh, local cities also have rules. And they update their software to help companies do taxes online. And uh, they've had a pretty good run. Um, you know, that's more of a short-term chart there. But on a weekly basis, uh, they've had a pretty good run. So um, then DocuSign, uh, I, I'd say those top 15 that I showed in that one list um, are the main ones, plus Avalara. And, um, you know, we'll see. Those are the ones that are on top of my radar. All right. Eric Kroll is with Kroll Asset Management. He's also the co-author of The Life Cycle Trade. Eric, thanks so much for the time today. And keep on staying safe wherever you are. Well, thank you very much, and you guys keep safe, too. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. We'll All right. Uh, 8.57 here now, guys. A couple minutes left in the show. Uh, any thoughts on how we've progressed throughout the hour? We just uh, keep leaking. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree with Dennis on that. We've just kind of, just like a slow leak here. Uh, someone uh, mentioned Boeing. Boeing has gone to the red. Um, I still... Tesla's still holding up nicely, as well as Delta and American Airlines are still firmly in the green. Uh, you hit a pre-market low of $27.56. I'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, yesterday's low uh, in the overnight session was $27.52.5. So there's a, a potential uh, target on the downside for you. I mean, let's look at the airlines coming back in here now. Maybe they're just looking, the market is looking and saying, okay, well, yeah, the terms are awesome, but, you know, that's going to get you to, you know, maybe get your payroll till September. You're still burning cash. You still got major problems here. So we're not just going to dive in. That's why, you know, I'm hesitant to dive in too, even though I look at this and think, man, if their Fed's going to have their back like this, maybe I should just dive in. So um, I'm very torn on whether to get down dirty in the airlines or not. I kind of want to get down dirty in Boeing too just because I think Boeing's going to get a sweetheart deal as well. But, you know, our overall market weakness here is bringing everything down. So Boeing, hey Dennis, you know, we got, a, down we got a, box, a new but, listener. We got a new listener yeah. uh, in the YouTube chat, and he's yeah. asking your thoughts on two stocks, and then we'll wrap it up. I know we only got a minute here. Um, Autodesk in Splunk. Um, I mean, these are the kind of companies that, you know, the cloud obviously – is the growth area for tech. 
some of the cloud stocks I own Workday. Some of them have done, you know, have come back a long ways here. So you look, I think I would be more of a buyer on pullbacks on everything, but I'd like, you know, these are kind of stocks that I would like to own going forward. So they would be on my wish list. Again, I want a significant pullback in these stocks because you're paying pretty extreme valuations in most of the cloud names. And okay. I think you get another chance lower. I mean, Autodesk, a nice consolidation down at 140, gets back to 160 where it broke out from here recently then that's an interesting area. SPLK, same story, just recently breaking out, gets down to the 120 area again. It gets interesting. So do you get that pullback? I think you eventually do. I mean, we're getting a little bit of a pullback this morning, but I'm not chasing stocks. And, and that's it. You know, I bought a few stocks on the pullback, um, you know, on some, on some recent pullbacks here, but I'm not chasing. Am I going to buy some pullbacks today as stocks on pullbacks today? I think we've gone too far. So that's why, you know, I, I, I'd love to get back down. You get down to 260, 265, SPY is where I start to get interested again. But when you're kicking most of these stocks back up to their 50% retracements, there or like the case of a wing stop that got oh, all of the losses man. back, I mean, that's unbelievable move. Now you're buying it. It's like you're late to the party. Yeah, yeah I think with uh, both those stocks, uh, if you want to just, you know, my kind of rule of thumb would be if you want to buy something like this, of course, it's had a nice move um, off the lows. Maybe wait to see if you get a reach. I mean, Autodesk, I'm looking at the run from what, 130 and change to 172. You know, maybe get a couple days of a, a pullback, maybe to the 50% area or like a consolidation. And this has had a couple up days in a row, maybe a little consolidation. And then if you want to buy it on strength, uh, you know, the breakout of the consolidation period. Uh, Splunk haven't looked at that in a long time. That had a, a nice run off its lows. Uh, looking at it just purely technical here. SPLK. Uh, you know, nice run as well. Oh, wow, from under a hundred bucks to one thirty-three. You know, maybe this comes back into the one fifteen, one twenty area. Maybe you're looking at a, a lower, you know, a lower risk long. But uh, always after big moves and something like this, you want to wait for some consolidation and then a move out of the consolidation period. All right. I want to thank our guest, Eric Kroll. Thanks to all of you who participated in our chats, both on YouTube and premarket.benzinga.com. Get for a free two-week trial and a subsequent discount to Benzinga Pro. It's our real-time news platform. Click on the link in the description of this video. Joel and I will be back with you at 3.40. In the meantime, please remember all the information from this broadcast is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Be safe out there. We'll talk to you this afternoon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.